another fight week, another new place to tick off, making local news just by being here. Um, a massive fight, a fight between Ashaki Foster and Rocky Hernandez that's already caught fire here in Cancun. Yeah, I mean, the press conference was electric, and, and that's what it means to them. That's what it means to Mexican boxing. You've got a pure 50-50 between a, an established American world champion in Oshaki Foster against you know one of the pound-for-pound pound most exciting Mexican fighters on the planet in Rocky Hernandez. It's a tremendous style matchup. It's going to be electric in, in Cancun on Saturday, and, and personally cannot wait for this WBC world title fight. We saw them on the beach in Cancun kicking off. We've seen them going back and forth. That just adds to what is, like you said, a massive, massive fight. Yeah, and you know, I think it just we know every time we come to Mexico, the atmosphere is fantastic. But this is something a little bit more. You know, sometimes we've been great intercontinental title fights here and eliminators, but this is a, a genuine 50-50 world championship matchup. And you know, I can't wait to see it unfold because I think it's a great clash of styles. Um, we talk about skill and power, but both guys are going to have to show more in this fight. Rocky Hernandez punches very, very hard, but. Oshaki Foster is a tremendous talent, an underrated talent that believes he can go on and unify a fantastic division. How important is it for when we go to new places that it's not only not a standard card, but how important is it to have a, a, a fight at the top of the bill of this magnitude, a world title fight? Yeah, we, we can't always do it because obviously it's a purse bid, you know, and it, the, the fight costs a lot of money. We've had support from Cancun Boxing and the Tourism Department here and Pepe Gomez to stage this fight. But it's really important for the growth of Mexican boxing that you know great Mexican talent can fight for the World Championship at home. And it's really been laid on a plate for Rocky Hernandez, not in terms of the toughness of the fight, but in terms of the opportunity to fight for a World Championship at home. So you know it's a great opportunity for him, but he's got a lot to do. It's going to be a very tough matchup for him. Two amazing stories as well. Shaki Foster, once in prison, was 10 and 2, looked like it was going nowhere in his career, really. Linked up with Bobby Benton, now he's the world champion. And you've got Rocky Hernandez, who's lucky to be alive, was shot in the back and kidnapped six years ago. Mm. And now they're both at the very top of the sport, knowing that victory here is going to be life changing for both of them. Yeah, and you know, those guys have come through the hardship of, of life. You know, boxing is very tough in itself. So to deal with the struggles that they've had as well. So you know that on Saturday night, neither's going to crumble, neither's going to back down. To, to the challenge in front of them. And that's what will lend itself to a great fight. Oshaki Foster, people talk about the skill, but we know the story. You know, it's a very determined young man that's changed his life and, and now puts himself in, in a position to be in massive unification fights. For Rocky, you know, the struggles of, of, of his story as well. But the same, I said to him, this is a life-changing opportunity on Saturday night. Now, this is an opportunity for you to go out there and make huge money in unification fights around the world. Both guys desperate for victory on Saturday. How dangerous does that make both guys? Because like you say, Rocky, this is life changing for him. But speaking to Ashaki, he, it feels like he feels like he's the challenger as well. He's got so much to prove to those that don't know him yet. And he said he's trained, he's never trained as hard as he has for, for this fight. That makes both these guys dangerous and heading into the ring on Saturday is going to be a war. Yeah. And, and you know, Ashaki's coming into enemy territory, but Rocky Hernandez is getting a shot of a, of a lifetime. So he's put everything into his training camp. You know, but, but like I said, a 50-50 fight, I've no idea how it's going to go, but I know it'd be thrilling. Rocky's quite unassuming most of the time, he's quite shy, but it feels like the switch has flicked already early in him, two days out. I don't know what's going to happen at the weigh-in, but it's going to be fireworks. Yeah, I think, you know, they've, they've come together. It, again, just shows how much it means to him. Rocky Hernandez, I could see it, the face-to-face, -face, you know, I could see how desperate he is to win this fight. He wants to fight now. He doesn't want to fight on Saturday. And, and you yeah, know, this has been a lifetime of work but 
a lifetime of work for Oshaki Foster. He ain't going to give the belt up. And, um, you know, it's an opportunity for, for this guy to, to make his mark on the division in Oshaki Foster and a, an opportunity for a Cinderella story for Mexican boxing. In terms of the fight itself, Rocky's had 35 professional fights. He's never gone past round six. How dangerous is that for him when he does get into those deep waters? Yeah, I mean, he's never been there before. So it's always difficult to go through those gears in a fight. You know, what, what's, it, what's he like when he gets to the championship rounds and Foster's coming on strong? I think Foster's tank and his energy and his IQ is going to be a problem for Rocky. But Rocky's got to do damage early. He can't allow to go into the back half of the fight just okay. You know, he needs to make Foster go back to his stool, blowing, feeling the shots on the arms and the body and the side of the head. And he's got to put a dent in him because otherwise Foster's confidence will grow and grow and grow. And he'll end up building a lead in this fight. Elsewhere on the card, Justice Hooney makes his matchroom debut. It's been a long time coming. For him to take on someone of Andrew Tabiti's calibre in just his eighth professional fight, what do you think that says about the way he's going to be moved in his career? Well, you know, when we signed Justice and, and spoke to Mick Francis and Tasman Fighters, they have every belief in his ability. They want to move him quickly. He was an outstanding amateur, but also they want to move him quickly in the professional code. I think this is a, really a, a message to the division that Justice Hooney wants to move at pace because this is a, something, this is a 50-50 matchup. You know, Andrew Tabiti fought for the world title against Dorticus, come back with wins at heavyweight. He moves well, he's very fast, he can punch. This is a really exciting heavyweight matchup. Hooney as well, moves really well, can punch. Um, and I can't wait for that fight. You know, I think it's incredibly gutsy from Justice and the team, but again, just shows the belief they have to move at pace in the heavyweight division. Is that refreshing for you as well, just following on from the message that you sent out in Liverpool last week that you want these young fighters to take risks? And he's only 24. That In theory, there's no rush for him, but he wants to, to press ahead, and that must be refreshing yeah, to do. Yeah. Great for me, because a guy with his amount of fights normally would still be building. You know, He's arguably in a 50-50 fight already at this stage in his career. So for the promoter, fantastic to be able just to you know, let him go and, and listen to his team, his father and, and Mick Francis and Tasman and say, if you're ready to step up in these fights, we'll give them to you all day long. And if he wins on Saturday, it's a major statement for Justice Hooney. Eduardo Nunez as well, also in the card. We talk about Rocky being a monstrous puncher, but mm. Nunez is on the same level, really, isn't he? I think 24 wins, 24 wins all by way of knockout. He, he wants to challenge for the world title next, and this is the stepping stone towards that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that... Um, Nunez, as we saw last time out, just a devastating puncher. I mean, ironically, him and Rocky Hernandez in the same, that would be one of the most gruesome fights you could ever make in boxing. Maybe one day we see it. But Nunez now positioning himself for the IBF mandatory. If he wins on Saturday, he'll fight Rakimov in a final eliminator, which is an incredible fight. But every one of his victories through knockout and expect the same on Saturday night. Keeping with that division, obviously moving forward after this show, we've got Monaco with Joe Cordina. Where does he sort of fit into the puzzle in terms of when we talk about the winner of the main event here in Cancun. Yeah, and not just the main event, but but Nunez as well. You know, Nunez could end up being the mandatory for Joe Caldina after that Rakimov fight. But for Joe, obviously has to beat Vasquez in Monaco next week, but also wants the winner of this fight, Eduardo Hernandez against Oshaki Foster. I think Joe Caldina is established as the number one in the division right now with those two wins over Agawa and Rakimov. And I think he'll want the winner of that fight. You know, we could look to do that in America. We could look to do that outdoors in Cardiff as well. But they're the kind of fight Joe Caldina wants. He wants to get his hands on those big unification fights. He'll have a, he'll have a tough night with Vasquez. He's very, very good. We saw that in the Ray Ford fight. But Joe looking to shine again in Monaco. 
and then start unifying the division next year. All being well in Monaco, there's also been talk of fights with Lee Wood stepping up to 130 pounds at the city ground. If you were to sort of plot Joe's next move, do you think unification is more likely or is that Lee Wood fight always going to be there for Joe? Um, you know, I think Lee Wood's going to want the biggest fights out there and the Cordina fight is a huge one. Um, Joe would be up for all challenges, but also for his legacy, he does want to unify the division. I think Joe Cordina could become undisputed in the division and, and to do that, you have to tick off the, the other champions. So the winner of Saturday night will definitely be in the plans once he's successful in Monaco. Just on Monaco, it's been four years since we've, we've been there. Just for people that are maybe new on the journey, why is, was that and why would that continue to be an important fixture in the matchroom calendar? It's just a, such a unique event, you know, the setting. You know, it's only 400 people. Everyone's there in black tie and, you know, you've got the chandeliers coming down. But there's something very regal about, you know, doing a, an event on behalf of SBM and, and Prince Albert of Monaco. And, and the fighters love it as well. It is a great atmosphere in there, but it's a very prestigious event that we're delighted to be returning with after four frustrating years coming off the back of COVID and hopefully leads to many more in the Principality. Maybe what will turn out to be the fight of the night, Ramla Ali against uh, Guzman in the rematch. We don't like to say it's must win for fighters, but how important is this fight in the career of Ramla Ali? Massive, you know, and you have to give her a, a huge amount of, of credit and respect at the same time because, you know, to come back after that knockout defeat is very, very difficult, but she's doing it. Um, I think it's the right fight for her because she was winning the fight. She can win the fight, but she's got to stay incredibly disciplined in that fight. And Guzman will come back with a lot of belief and a lot of danger in that fight. And I think um, Ramna's got to be switched on. She's got to listen to her corner. And I believe she'll be triumphant in Monaco and that will lead her to a shot at the world title. Speaking to Guzman ringside in Tijuana, she actually believes that she's going to stop Ramla Ali quicker. She's obviously got that confidence, like you said, from the first fight, but could that actually play into Ramla Ali's hands if she stays disciplined, someone coming forward that she can just pick off, but like you say, important that yeah. she does stay disciplined. Guzman's going to fight the same way she always fights. She's going to walk Ramla Ali down, she's going to try and land heavy shots on her and she's going to have the belief she can do it again. But Ramla's got to stay disciplined, she was out boxing. Um, Guzman, you know, Ramla started to in her fights, stay in the pocket and trade a little bit more. Um, she has to do that as infrequently as possible in this fight because it's very, very dangerous. Guzman has heavy hands. And like I said, Ramla, if she stays disciplined, I, I believe she wins the fight. Joe Cordina is not the only world title action on the night. Of course, with these Monaco shows, we like to put on multiple world championship bouts. Nonshinga, after his homecoming in South Africa back, um, what would you like to see him do? Just do what you always do, which is give us a fight of the year contender every time. I mean, another Mexican for him, it's going to be a thrilling fight. You know, the fight in Mexico was one of the best fights I've ever seen. His homecoming in South Africa was fantastic. Who would have thought the Noshinga would be fighting in Monaco himself? So expect another war from him every time pound for pound delivers and, and fast becoming one of our favourite fighters. So that's our two, next two shows done. There are, of course, other shows happening around the world. This one this weekend in Saudi Arabia, Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. It's... A strange one, it's not perhaps what everyone wanted to see Tyson Fury do next, but it is happening. What are your thoughts on that event happening? To yeah, you? I mean, look, I think we've seen this week the staging, the setting, the spectacle. It's going to be incredible. Um, you know, I've made my comment, the fight, I don't expect it to be competitive in the slightest. You know, you've got a guy who's number one in the heavyweight division fighting a guy that's never had a, a professional boxing fight before. Um, but I also understand it's the world heavyweight champion against the UFC world heavyweight champion and you know there's a couple of good fights on the undercard as well so I expect the spectacle to be incredible I expect Tyson Fury to win or do whatever he wants 
in the fight, but you know, um, whenever you've got a, a fight of that magnitude and the way Saudi Arabia are promoting the event and, and building those events in Riyadh season, it's going to be a spectacle to watch. It does seem that should Tyson come through that fight as expected, the Usyk fight will happen potentially on December 23rd. Does that surprise you at all in terms of how quickly they're trying to push through that fight? Yeah. I'm not sure if Usyk's going to even be fully fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I've noticed Tyson getting very aggressive about that date now, which probably makes me feel like Usyk's not ready for that date, and Tyson knows it. So, I don't know. Look, there's a huge amount of money at stake in that fight. So, um, I think that they'll go on the date they're told to go on. But I don't think Usyk will be 100% ready for that date. I don't think he started full camp yet. It's eight weeks on Saturday. Um, but again, the opportunity, the money, you know, maybe they both dive straight in. I guess we'll see on uh, Saturday night in the ring or even Monday morning. That does also sort of affect our plans. There's been a lot of talk of us going on the same day in the UK or elsewhere. Um, in terms of that date for us, is it a case of waiting for them or, or are talks happening in the background? Um, yeah, I think, you know, we're eight weeks out now. So when we talk about Ben Eubanks, it's very difficult to make a decision without knowing if they're going to go. I think that fight will take place in January in the UK and we're looking to try and close that you know, over the next few days. Um, AJ, of course, does want to fight in December, January. You know, everyone wants to fight before Christmas, ideally. doesn't always work like that. But you know, we know after Deontay Wilder's video this week, that remains the fight we want to make as well. But there is every chance you see AJ run out in December or early January before preparing for that mega fight against Deontay. Before we talk about that video with Wilder, I just want to get your thoughts on AJ is very determined to do three fights in this calendar year. Why do you think that is the case at this stage of his career that he's, he wants that activity? I just think like it's something that he set out to do. And, and one, once he gets something in his mind, he wants to make sure he delivers on that. And you know, I've explained to him that he thought the first fight was in April. So all he's got to do is fight his next fight by April, and that's three fights. He said, no, no, three fights in 2023. So we're seeing if that's po possible. It will be tight. But he wants to stay active. You know, he's back in camp now with Derek James. He's ready to start work. And, you know, he's enjoyed the activity. He's enjoyed the fight. Um, and he wants to get back in there ASAP. Wilder has made that public call-out, as you just mentioned. How refreshing is that to see that that's at the front of his mind when obviously... We don't get to talk to the, the, oppos the opposition side in negotiations too much, but that's a fight that Wilder wants, you want, AJ wants. So really all focus will be on that in 2024. Yeah, it was a very friendly call-out video, you know, and I think Deontay knows that we, we'd all accepted that fight for Saudi Arabia. So I don't think he thinks that anyone's trying to avoid the fight. The aim now is to secure the site for that fight and make sure that the fighters can make as much money as possible for what is a, a mega fight, one of the biggest in boxing. So... We want that fight. There's no doubt about it. I think March or April is now realistic for that fight. We have to decide whether we fight before. But, you know, as, as I've said in numerous interviews and, and having agreed terms for that fight in January, AJ's ready to go. No problem with that fight. And, you know, there's two fights he wants more than anything, and that's Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. And I don't think he'll be happy unless he takes those fights in his career. In terms of that fight in itself, I think it's one of those where it's watch it behind your sofa sort of fight. Anything can happen at any stage. Just it's such a mouthwatering matchup, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's an incredible fight between two huge punchers, and um, you know it's going to be really interesting to see how the fight plays out. I, we believe AJ wins that fight, but Wilder carries incredible power, and in, especially in the right hand, that can end a fight at any time. So we just got to make sure that he stays disciplined, he's ready for the fight, and knock him out. 
and then on to Tyson Fury. Before I let you go into the Cancun Sun, just a word on a change of headliner for our November 11th show in Newcastle. Um, unfortunate news that Pat's injured, but what an opportunity for Shabazz to make his official matchroom debut. Yeah, I mean, it's mad how things work out. Obviously, we was excited to see Shabazz Massoud fight San Martin in Liverpool. Um, you know, got ill just before the weigh-in and after the weigh-in deteriorated and it wasn't a, a sickness that was going to affect him long-term. Um, but he wants to get back in the ring ASAP. Pat McCormack pulled out through injury um, and straight away, you know, we had an opportunity to, to slot Masood in there. It's a massive opportunity for him headlining. All those tickets he sold in Liverpool, they didn't come to Liverpool. Now they're going to come up to Newcastle. It'll be a great event. Tickets selling well up there and, and a perfect fight for next gen because we believe Shabazz Masood is going to be a big star for the future. And now he's got the, the big platform to do it on November the 11th. First of all, Saturday night, Cancun, Rocky Hernandez versus Shaki Foster for the world title. Uh, live on the zone around the world. It's going to be an amazing event. Incredible fight. Incredible fight. Real old school 50-50 matchup. Oh, Shaki Foster, American world champion, skillster, super slick, loads of talent against one of the biggest punching Mexicans in, in boxing, Eduardo Hernandez. It's a, a Cinderella story for him, but he's got it all to do. Eddie Hearn, thank you very much for your time.